All right, we got Joe in the batter's box. First pitch, no strike? swing. He's waiting for a second one. Hawk is going in the field with a glove to shag the ball. Second pitch. Joe swings. Uh -oh. yeah, gets it to about second right, base. Not bad. Better than expected. Third pitch. Uh, oh. Little dinker to the pitcher. I think that's going to be the theme going forward. Welcome to the Tomahawk Show. I'm your humble co-host, as always, Joe Thomas. With me, my less-than-humble co-host, Andrew Hawkins. <laughs> and, of course, we got NFD batting cleanup here. And batting cleanup today, I think, is the right way to put it because it's Indians Day. What a segue. We are at Indians... Progressive Field. Progressive Field yes. in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. We uh, got a beautiful day here. Indians are playing the Brewers, and we actually here at Tomahawk got a in-depth opportunity to really get involved with the Indians organization, interview yes. a bunch of players, some of the managers slash coaches, yes, and uh, try our hand a little bit at some fielding practice, batting practice, and even the first pitch. You know what I think? I think today was my first step in getting into the MLB. I've been putting it off for a while, and I had zero errors in the field <laughs> oh, boy. while you were batting. You literally couldn't get a ball past me and you know i mean hold on cut but what the f just happened? a ball just came a oh, foul ball. ball yeah a foul ball just hit like the seat base shouldn't so have been standing there <laughs> i don't know what are you saying all right so we're actually let's keep rolling with this. so we're on the tomahawk show right now we're literally doing the podcast from the suite a ball flies up and hits the window one of our children are standing out there Literally misses by like two feet. This is this is live. This is this is real tomahawk right here. We would have had to rename the Indians, the yeah. Cleveland Tomahawks, the Cleveland Tomahawks, because we were about to own the team. We would have sued it, for seventy-two million Bitcoin, <laughs> and we would be buku oh. right now. Yeah. Now we're talking Indians, and it's Indians Day on the Tomahawk Show. But that's not why you should stay tuned. The reason you should stay tuned is because you get an opportunity here. Tito yep. Francona tell his greatest Michael Jordan baseball story because yes. he actually managed him when Michael was making the baseball comeback. We got Francisco Lindor talking mm -hmm. all things Puerto Rico and baseball. Apparently, he's not a Ricky Martin fan. No, he wasn't. Well, I don't. Yeah, I guess that was a good takeaway from that. <laughs> yeah, big daddy Yankee fan. Yeah. Um, hate to tease the interview, but then we also got Rajay Davis, who was a really fun interview and super athletic. Apparently, he's faster than you. Yeah, that, I mean, I guess we'll let the fans figure that out. What's the, what's the <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know who else we got was hitting coach Ty Van Berkelo, who breaks down Joe's batting practice session. Yeah, I could have broke it down in one word. Starts at a T, ends with an arable, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let coach get the in-depth analysis. So we just got done. It's the second inning right now. We're at the, the Cleveland Indians game. We're sitting in the suite. Me and Joe got to throw out the first pitch. And by me and Joe, basically I piggybacked off of – his 10,000 consecutive snaps and anything he requests from anybody in the city of Cleveland for the rest of his life they agreed to. They would have let a turtle throw the first pitch out with him. Um, so we throw our first pitch out. I like to think I was a 10 out of 10. Somebody told me they clocked me at like 82. I don't know. Somebody, did you guys hit that report? No, I didn't see that one. The Somebody report said, I saw said 97.9, <laughs> but then they actually one up you and said mine was 98 yeah so i thought that was the combine of both of yours <laughs> i was throwing against the wind though and oh yeah joe got to use a machine right. no but you definitely bounced past it to the pitcher 
Was there a reason why you right. decided to bounce patch it I'll and why mine went right to honest. the catcher? I, I'll be honest. Here is my excuses, and uh, there's going to be at least five minutes. So sit down <laughs> okay. and enjoy the ride here. We'll grab a brew. So grab a beer. Grab a Bud Light. We're enjoying a couple Bud Lights here in the uh, clubhouse. And they did not pay Suites. for that sponsorship. So. Uh, Bud Light, free shout out. But uh, about 12 long years ago, a couple fortnights, uh, I was a rookie with the Cleveland Browns, and I got invited out to do the first pitch. And so I came out here, and the advice then was, aim high. You know, you're up on a mound. Everyone thinks they're uh, going to throw it too low or, or, excuse me, too high, and so they throw them into the dirt. So 2007, Joe Thomas out there on the mound, he throws a zinger right over the, the catcher's <laughs> head. And it was so high, he didn't even make an attempt. You're so humble you talk up. about yourself in third person. Yeah. Well, you have to in a story like this. So the catcher doesn't even make an attempt to reach up because it's so high. So fast forward to 2018, and I'm standing up there thinking, well, i got to bring it down a little bit from what I did in 2007. And both Andrew and I are on the mound at the same time, which is a little bit awkward. Yes. We're kind of both half on, half off. Like off to the side a little bit. It reminds you should have been standing on your college. shoulders. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to talk Andrew through this because he's really not a very good baseball player and he can't throw very well. So <laughs> I'm trying to talk him through it. In the middle of my motion as I'm talking Andrew through the pitch, I have to turn my head and quickly I forget all my mechanics that I've been working <laughs> on for the last three months. And I threw it right into the dirt. But actually what I'm going to say is it was a 98-mile-an-hour sinker. It was one of the most deadly pitches yeah. that has ever been thrown in this ballpark. Lindor and, uh, definitely would have went down swinging on actually, that Actually, Tito, he saw it, and on the way out he goes, hey, man, you got an agent? We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. I'm sure that's exactly what he said. I think he yelled, don't touch the ball ever again, actually. Yeah. I think he called for the guy to come rake the, the sand since you put <laughs> such a divot in it. But I'm, I want to be honest here. Hawk has impressed me the most throughout the events today. I like that. He was shagging With balls what? in the field. Yeah, he can run fast. Yeah, that's a no. And he tracked, he tracked your pop fly up and That was it. impressive. Thank you. And so Joe, Joe is doing batting practice. He's, you know, going through the – he's 6'7", so he's already – he can't really bend down. His knees are shot. He's standing straight up like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> but he, he had some impressive cuts. He had some impressive rips. He rips one down the middle of the field. Um, you know, I don't even feel right describing it. Somebody, go ahead. I'll let you take over, Dan. Joe hits a dinky pop-up. Let's oh, be honest. Okay. Fly ball. Caught. <laughs> Caught. Hawk just tracks it like, like he's Rajay Davis out there in center field, sprinting after the ball. Jumps over his shoulder, over diving, catches it. All the players kind of gave him a little standing ovation. Joe, at, I have video. Joe pointed at him with the bat and said, "Great play, Hawk." Yeah, I mean, it's that one was of my Joe voice. If it was a movie, oh, wow. that's when they would have offered me the contract. <laughs> it was like it was like when uh, Rosenbaumer threw the ball all the way from the stands, Garden Hoser, the, Garden Hoser from the stands to the to the catcher's. Catcher's home plate. Yeah. Is it called a catcher's home plate? Doesn't matter. It's just called home, home plate. plate. I think they just call it a home plate in this baseball. Yeah, game. and they signed him. That that was my moment, man. He's talking so. about rookie of the year for those who don't watch movies. Another great movie. Yeah, another great What I'd really movie. like to know, Andrew, after we saw what you did in the field is mm -hmm. who's a better baseball player right now? Wow. You or Tim Tebow? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tim Tebow. No. I'm gonna come go with on, Tim man. Tebow. Could I do what Tim Tebow is doing? Maybe. I'm not gonna rule that What's out. What's he doing? He's like a single A baseball player with like a sub 200 average i think he does decent he brings the fans out i know that i can't do that but hawk whatever did, he does he brings the fans hawk out. did not take bp though so you can't really judge yeah, how good he honestly, really is that's why i stopped playing baseball if baseball was all field and base running <laughs> i probably would be at the mlb but i can't i can't hit for shit so so i think what we need to do is have a tomahawk day to the go-kart batting cages yeah 
So we can do go-kart racing, and then we can go to the batting cages and see what NFT and uh, Andrew actually have swinging that baseball bat. It if, wouldn't be tough to beat you. If I do well wow. in the batting cages, so I insults. might be the next Tebow. I might just go in to go play some some. Well, we know baseball. you can't play football anymore. We saw what you did at Patriots camp. Man, my time with the Patriots. I don't know if you guys have known this, but I played wide out for the Patriots for a little while. But we'll talk about that another time. So I think it's time. We're going we're gonna to kick it to some Cleveland Indians interviews. All right, back here at the Tomahawk Podcast, we got the greatest manager in all of sports history, believe yes. it or not, here. Yes. Terry Francona has uh, been kind enough to spend a few minutes with the number one rated podcast in uh, iTunes history, yes. the Tomahawk Show. And uh, we're just shooting the breeze a little bit here, so thanks for coming on with us, Terry. Uh, my pleasure. So uh, if you had to say who on your team would be the best football player, who would you say that would be? You know, I'd go with Brandon Geyer, okay. one of our outfielders. Okay. Because when I look up on the board, you know, they have all the information. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, when he's, and, and supposedly his senior year homecoming game, he scored six touchdowns as a running back. Really? So I had to ask him, I said, come oh, on, wow. man. I said, there's no way. And he goes, no. He goes, I actually did. He goes, I was pretty good. So uh, <laughs> I guess he was. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not too bad. I don't think uh, Hawks ever scored six touchdowns no. in a game, and he made it to the NFL, yeah. so imagine if uh, baseball wouldn't have been there. I played for the Patriots. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, did. I spent eight years in Boston. I know everybody there. There you go. So, t- so tell me this. You're from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, which yeah. is right in the heart of Steeler country. Yeah, it is. Did you grow up a Steeler fan? Yeah. You know what? This is – I know this is – put it on the record. I will. That's how my mom got me to go to church was if I went to church, she would make like hors d'oeuvres and stuff for me and my dad when the Steelers would play. Uh-huh. I mean, I can remember sitting on my living room floor watching Franco Harris and the Immaculate Reception. I was like 13 years wow. old. I mean, wow. so, yeah, I was a big Steeler fan. She is definitely a Western Pennsylvania mom. <laughs> so imagine me. I'm from Johnstown, which is outside of Pittsburgh, still Steeler country. I played for the Bengals for three years. My older brother played for the Bengals for six years. I played for the Browns. My mom is a diehard Steeler fan. So every week she'd ask me about my game, and then she'd go proceed to tell me about the Steeler game. I'm like, Mom, what part of I don't give a sh- don't you understand? But that's- It's true, man. When you're from western Pennsylvania, it's hard. It really is. And I know it's hard for people in Cleveland to understand that, but it's just. Yeah. And, and the other thing, when I was that age, they were so good. Right. I so mean, Chuck Knoll was the coach. They just, every year, they, you know, it was they just ran out of these great teams. I, over time, I've learned, like at the beginning, I was like, okay, this is just how sports work. By the end, if you came to my game and rooted for the Steelers, you would never, I would never <laughs> get you a ticket. <laughs> that was the last By ticket. the end of my career, it was like my wife and my son were the only two family members <laughs> that would come to games. Ugh. So you're wearing a pair of Jordan 13s. Are you a sneakerhead? Do you know what a sneakerhead is? Yeah, and I probably am. Um, <laughs> you know, I actually give you – MJ, when he played baseball that year, uh-huh. I was his coach. No oh, way. Yeah, wow. I was the year he came to Birmingham, Alabama, and I was the manager of that team. So the year he played baseball, I was the guy that was with him the whole year. Huh. This is why you don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I was a little thrown off, but I was like, that's a legit hey, sneaker he said, right he there. Said Michael actually so, gave yeah, those So when I, when I wear Jordans, they're Jordans. They're Jordans. <laughs> Send them. So, do you have any good stories about your time with Michael? I mean, it yeah, had to be I mean, pretty it interesting. Was, it was – interesting is beyond i mean it was it had all the makings of a circus and it never got there because of him yeah. this guy was he treated the game and the people in the game with so much respect i mean i came to learn that you can't be that good in one sport without being intelligent hard work and driven yeah all the things that 
you know, he wasn't a very good baseball player, but he <laughs> and he knew it. Oh, yeah. yes. But he respected the game and he made it easy to be patient with him. Man, I I learned a ton from him. Did you tell him he wasn't any good? Did you ever say <laughs> a lot of times? Michael? I don't know what the hell you. I'll tell you what I did one night. We were sitting. There, he we used to play Yahtzee all the time. Just Yahtzee, uh, how about I mean, that? We're, That's we're a hot on take. the bus probably, probably for like ten grand. Yeah, the, well, the way no, he I was making twenty eight thousand. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but. You know, we because we were on buses for between eight and fifteen hours. Uh-huh. You know, you're going from Birmingham to Jacksonville, Florida, and to Raleigh, North Carolina. And one game, he was in my office after a game because he was more our age than the players. Right. And we had had four hits that night, and he had two. And I said, "Damn, MJ!" I said, "You had half our offense." And without even missing a beat, he goes, "That's not the first time." <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was good, man. He was quick. Tell me this: That's If LeBron great. decides he wants to get into baseball, are you going to give him a shot here? If LeBron, if LeBron if, if, legitimately if, called you, Maverick yeah. Carter called you, this is manager, and he said, listen, LeBron wants to transition into baseball, and he wants to start with the NBA. And I saw that Sprite commercial. <laughs> Big like he needed a little bit of help. <laughs> I would tell him gotta, to call the Browns because he looks like a tight end to me. Yeah, my I, goodness. I could you imagine you, him uh-huh. coming over the middle? Oh, my gosh. Hugh Jackson would sign up immediately. <laughs> Speaking of Hugh Jackson, he had a – I believe he talked about you one time in a, in a in a press conference. Yeah, he did. And yeah, he did. He yeah, apparently you guys are good friends. Huh? Yeah, you guys must go way back. <laughs> Call me Coach Francola. Francola. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe he was like giving you the, the inside track on the Coca Cola sponsor. I don't know, but it, it got around in a hurry, as you can imagine. One in baseball, you're never coach, right? You know, and, and and guys that don't play don't get it. Like they. They, hey, coach, how are you? And you're like, no, man. In baseball, you're, I'm the, I worked hard to be the manager. Yeah. Now, in football, the manager's got carries the drinks yeah, and stuff. Completely opposite. But when he said Francola, he kind of covered both. He had coach and the wrong last name, so he kind of covered it all. <laughs> coach Francola. Yeah. So, uh, out of all the people that you've played with and coached with, excuse me, managed is managed. that is that That's the right. right. managed coach with over the years? Who's been your favorite athlete that you've ever worked with? You know, I've been so lucky. I mean, I've been around guys like like MJ was mm-hmm. um, Dustin Pedroia, a kid that plays for Red Sox, one of the most special kids I've ever met. I played with Pete Rose and then for him a couple oh, years later oh, as wow. a man. So, I mean, I've been lucky. I've been around some people that are incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, at the, and I, you know, the year Pete got in trouble, I was there. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I lived through that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's been some mm-hmm. pretty special people that I've been mm-hmm. fortunate mm-hmm. to be around. Mm-hmm. Does Pete Rose deserve a spot in the Hall of Fame? I'm so biased because of how yeah. I feel about him that I think what he did, he shouldn't be able to manage. Mm-hmm. But I think it was what he did as a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if mm-hmm. he's not a Hall of Famer, nobody is. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I would agree with that, Jay. Because honestly, there's guys, the fact you say don't, you're not going to be biased, but the fact that you played with him, I think erases your bias. Because there's guys that if I don't like him and I don't think they did the right thing with my teammates, I still wouldn't stand. He was one of the best teammates him. I've ever yeah. Like I'll give you an imagine. example. He. He, uh, he was in Montreal in, I guess it was in 84, and he couldn't play the outfield anymore. So they called me in, and Bill, Bill Verdon was the manager, and they said, hey, can you play the outfield? I was playing first. I was leading league and hitting. I'm starting to do okay. We flip-flop positions because he just couldn't do it. Well, the first game I go to the outfield, I blow my knee out. Ooh. The next morning at 7 a.m., Pete's at the hospital. Mm. Wow. That, those types of wow. things, you know, yeah. guys didn't do that. Sure. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, Coach, we're not going to take up too much of your time, Coach Francola. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you joining future Thank Hall you. of Famer, Joe Thomas, former New England Patriots, yeah, right. myself, and Coach Francola here on the Tomahawk Show. The best nice coach Nice to feel respected. Yeah, right. <laughs> My appreciate pleasure, you. guys. Thanks. Thank you for having us.
It's a real, real, real high-level in, uh, interview here for the Tomahawk Show. We've got yeah. uh, the greatest baseball player in NFL history, yes. Francisco Lindor. Thank you for coming on. Uh, hope we're not taking up too much of your pregame time. No, right no, nah, nah, you're not. You're, we're good. So what would you be doing normally right now if you weren't sitting down with us schlubs? I'll be catching ground balls with Ramirez and um, Gonzalez. That's exactly what we'll be doing right now. Oh, okay. So We're actually taking them from real work. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping that. he was saying, like, playing <laughs> Call of Duty or Fortnite or something. Nah. Do, do you have any experience playing football? I So this is what I, I wanted to play football growing up. And because in Puerto Rico, it's not big. I first, when I first got to the States, I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I want to play football. Uh -huh. And it's like, all right, you stand right there in front of the bed, and I'm going to tackle you. If you <laughs> let me tackle you, then you can play football. <laughs> and he started moving towards me. I was like, no, no, it's okay. Time, time, time. Yeah. Let's catch these yeah. ground balls. And then yeah, I was man. like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done with football. That was it. That was Dang, man. Short short that was almost as short as my NFL career. <laughs> um, when you walk in, I was like, yo, he looked like he could play safety in the NFL. Uh... I'm not sure, man. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a different sport, bro. It's you kind of jacked it's a, up, yeah, though, man. yeah. But it's like, a different sport. You, when you got pads and you got helmets on, it's a whole different sport. Yeah. But I mean, I would love to. I would love to try out. I mean, I'm, let's but, do it. That's what we got to set up. But, we got to set up a, yeah. a football tryout. Yeah, yeah right. I'm sure. <laughs> that's that's just what they like a little, like a little mini, mini combine. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, who do you think would be the best football player on your team? Um. I think Rush would make a great football player, Ryan Davis, and um, Bradley Zimmer. I think they both would make um, great baseball players. Zimmer is an outfield 6'4", and yeah. he can run, mm, he can yeah. play defense. Did you have a time in the 60? In the 60s? Yeah. Well, My fastest was 6'6", 6'5". 6'6". Davis told us he ran a 6 Oh, I think yeah. he was lying. Yeah, no, nah, but, but that's moving. Hey, he he, forty some years old, and he's one of the fastest in the league. That's yeah, amazing. He, he's thirty, he's thirty five, thirty yeah, six, yeah. but he's one of the fastest in the hey, league he still. Amazing. He looks great. He looks younger than you. Yeah, that's not very hard. <laughs> <laughs> and you're what, twenty four? Yeah, I'm twenty four. Right? I like that. Let's, let's ride with that. <laughs> yeah. The hairdo, man, that's got to be. Yeah, what you got? Yeah. That's got to be top of the league. Got. That's got to be the best NFL. Is that in honor of the uh, Tomahawk show coming to the <laughs> no, stadium? I, yeah, thank you for that. Do for us. Thank doing you, man. It. I'm doing it because uh, some of the guys say I look different with my black hair. I've usually got something going on in my hair. Uh -huh. So you had to and, do something. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something crazy. And uh, I just I bleached it, put some green in it. <laughs> I text my family, and my niece was like, "Yeah, uncle, I love it." I was like, "Okay, your opinion is the one that counts." I don't know anybody else. I'm going for it. Yeah. All right. So we asked everyone on here, who's the most Famous person that you have in your phone? That I have, that I have, that you have in your cell phone. Who is the most famous person? Um, Daddy Yankee. Uh, oh, wow! <laughs> Woo! Holy Daddy shit! Yankee. Who else you got? Um, most of the rappers from Puerto Rico. I got. Yeah. Oh, Daddy Yankee. Really? Yeah, Ricky yeah. Martin? Ricky Martin no, in there? No, no, oh no, no Ricky no, Martin. Not Ricky. No, Ricky. Yeah, he, on my he's phone. you know my generation, right? Nah, Ricky yeah. Martin. Ricky on no my Ricky phone. Martin. Yeah. Ricky Martin. You like Shane? Yeah. He wants to try it on. Joe's, Joe Don't has bad practice. He's got no, 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 no. He, no, no oh, he, he's got this. sticky fingers. Oh. I, I hope you have a good Bro, insurance policy. Oh my God! I can't even lift that much. Anymore. I don't even want to break it. I don't got this my, much money. My elbow's not break. fully rehabbed. Gonna break it, better not break. I know. I'm trying. I don't want no smoke, and I don't want to have to pay for that chain. That's amazing. Nah, Joe has batting practice. If he hits a home run, yeah, will you oh give him that God. chain? No. No. Trust me, you, you have nothing to worry about. No, no, He's no, not no, going to hit no, one out no, of the my infield. Chain, my, my chain is staying yeah. with me. Uh, I'll give him something else. Not my chain. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me some tips. I need some tips on batting practice. I haven't swung since I was 12, so I need to swing as hard as you can. Swing as hard as I can. Swing out of my shoes. Swing the ball and swing as hard. Yeah. Hey, I like that. And hold on to the bat. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to beam anybody. So there, we so. do drafts on our show. We draft like random, random ass stuff. Best movies, 
foods and all that kind of stuff. What's your favorite fast food to eat? Pizza. Is that, is Pizza. that Which one? That's a fast that, food. Is that fast food? Um, I love the one here in Angelo's. 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 Pizza. Yeah, I love, oh, that's a good spot. I, I like Angelo's. Angelo's. So, dope. what's your go-to order at Angelo's? Just pepperoni. Just pepperoni. You're just a pepperoni guy. I'm a simple guy. Do you like a thin crust or are you a thick no, crust? No, thin, thin. Thin. Oh my I'll man. Do thick. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about thin crust. If you ever get to the West Side, there's a place called Sweet Basil's. Yeah. They got a really good uh, like Italian style thin crust where they cook really? it like. A minute in the oven, you know, like the yeah, stone yeah, ovens. Yeah. Fantastic. Joe, Joe's losing I'm a weight, foodie. but anytime you talk food, oh, man. man. I love food so much. <laughs> go on. All right, I got one more question for you. you if you could score a touchdown, what would your dance be when you score? Because you can't really do touchdown dances out here. Or you can't. You have the ability to change the game up. You should do a full You got an opportunity to be dance. iconic uh, when you hit a home run. I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot of different dances out there. I think I would just... Probably put a couple dances together. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Do, do, I'll do do some, I like do it. Some we'll, we'll be looking for that. Uh, we'll yeah. be your dance consultants. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we can. Sure. I can guarantee you we'll get those. <laughs> Hawk's got actually that. really good dance moves, sure. and I think he'll probably. We'll be showing us here a little bit later, right? Yeah, probably. Thanks yeah, right after your up. first pitch. Exactly. Exactly. Hope I don't embarrass myself. Mr. Lindo, we appreciate you no, thank having you guys. us on the Tomahawk thank Show. Thank you guys for having Best me. baseball sure. player. Make sure we get NFL all the fans. History. Go to Indians.com slash vote. Vote for Francisco Lindo for yes, the All-Star Game. Absolutely. Appreciate he you guys. He doesn't need our thank help, you. but he'll be there, thank man. You. So exactly. appreciate it. Right. Thanks for appreciate coming you guys. Out. Much love, right. man. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. We got the best baseball player in NFL history walking up to us now, Mr. Rajay Davis. Yeah. Is this on? This thing works? Yeah, this is on. We're, we're, we're live and uh, in charge here. So is it a rule in baseball where you can't wear your hat backwards? Well, unless you're King Griffey Jr. in All-Star Game, I, yeah. I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen anybody Never cooler seen than that. I mean, he hits okay. uh, 600 plus though. <laughs> yeah, but so do you. Got, so do you. Homers though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense because I thought people wore their hat backwards. I'm like the little kids that are all catching one-handed passes and, and Odell blonde hair because they think that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I thought the backwards hat was a good thing. I'm like, yeah, they're looking at me like, yeah, that dude has a baseball background. Well, yeah, that Andrew Hawkins. He must be a <laughs> baseball player over there. Look at him. He's got the look. So, so tell me this. So in football, we celebrate. Joe doesn't get to celebrate because he's a lineman, right? So he, he, nothing he does anybody cares about. Nah, that's right. In your position, what they would be the equivalent well. of a touchdown? I mean, I mean, you got to go with the, the home run. The home run is a the touchdown. home run. I mean, but some guys obviously get to do it a little bit more than others. Right, uh, right. Those, those guys get to trot. Some guys celebrate the entire time yeah. around the base. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. other guys, they wait till they get to home plate. They do their thing. Yeah. They salute to whoever in the uh -huh. sky they salute to. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like football, man. Yeah. There's so many different overlaps. You know, there's a, there's a dividing line, though, like when the celebrating goes too far, right? And then the other team takes offense, and then it becomes a little bit of a, maybe a back and forth, even a fight. Do you know where that line is, where you can draw that line? I think it, it, it depends on the pitcher. It depends on the hitter. It depends on um, how they feel that day. If they're uh -huh. feeling real good. <laughs> yeah. How far yeah. the guy flips the bat. Yeah. I mean, if it's a big moment, though, uh -huh. and you're doing that, yeah. it's, it's rightfully called for. <laughs> But if it's not a big moment yeah. and you're doing that, yeah. I mean, um, that's where it could get a little uh -huh. dicey and the pitchers might take offense. So who's the most easily offended pitcher in Major League Baseball all time? Yeah. All time right now? Um, I would be hard to say because um, a lot of them, when they hear that crack and they, you see that neck crack, <laughs> you know, you know, they usually know. When that head go down, yeah, that's their <laughs> they fault. know. So they're ashamed more than anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, I, I was, do that pitch. I was telling him, one of the questions I had for you guys was like, 
who would be the best football player of your teammates? But before you answer that, I want to say this. Y'all are a lot more, I don't know the right way to say this. Joe you're you're going to offend him again. Joe's <laughs> going to take it. I don't want to be offensive, but they're like a lot more jacked than I thought they were. Like, everybody looks like football players to me. I think he like, saw the pitchers coming in, and he thought everyone was going to look like a tall, skinny pitcher. And they wear, like, baggy uniforms, yeah. so it's like you can't really see, yeah. like, how yoked they are. But when you were warming up, I'm like, yeah, that dude looks like a linebacker <laughs> in the league. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of these guys, um, they they train like like football players yeah. to play baseball, you know. And in this game now, the way it's, it's going, um, guys are getting stronger because guys want to hit the ball further, wow. you know. And so um, it takes strength to hit that ball, and it takes strength to swing this bat over a course of 162 games uh, in a hundred. 85 or 86 days that we we played in it's 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 really grueling on the body and so you need uh to stay in that gym yeah. otherwise uh that that fastball in it's gonna get to you <laughs> yeah. it's gonna get to those hands Here, here's a nerdy question I'm, I'm kind of a weight room junkie what's the number one best lift for let's say somebody wants to be a good baseball player they're a high school kid or whatever if you gave them one prescription for a lift in the weight room what would it be um, Clearly the bicep curl, so they look good in their uniform. But after the bicep yeah. curl, what's the next most important lift? Um, that's hard to say because now I, I, I do more of, of training the entire body. So, like, I'm working on the core as well as I'm working on my legs and my, and my upper body. So it's like I do exercises that work both. Um, but during in-season, it's a little different because I'm really just trying to really just maintain – what I did in the off season, right. mm -hmm. and that's you know just you know getting in there, um, doing my uh, you know my um, my dumbbells uh, with yeah. the chest, dumbbell press, um, getting my back two exercises, you know to to my one um, push exercises, and you know just trying to stay uh, running for me uh, um, if I'm not playing you know as often as I like. I try to get a lot of running in, a lot of agilities, that kind of thing, just trying to stay, keep that speed. A lot know? better than me. I haven't worked out in a year. I yeah. retired from the league. It looks like it. I haven't run and I haven't lifted weights. <laughs> Who's faster, you or Hawk? Right now? Right now. He <laughs> well, I know the answer right now. No, no, at Hawk's <laughs> prime and your prime, who would win in a race? What, what's like the measure in baseball of speed? It's 60, right? Is it the 60 yards? They, they do. We do the, at we, the combine? We have the done the 60. Um, I, think, I think they've gotten away from it now. Uh, but when I first came into the league, it was the 60 time. What is your 60 time? What would what, you run the 60 in? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but that when I got when I came in the league, that was like the first year that like they kind of like fizzled out. Only some teams were doing it. Yeah. And I was one of those teams that weren't doing it. Uh, okay. You know, so I didn't I didn't end up running the 60 time till well after uh, I got established in the big league. After your prime. Yeah. So I don't even yeah. count. Lucky. I'm with you. I don't count any 40 so, time that I ran. But I've actually gotten faster since really? I believe. Yeah, well, I mean, because I did a 60 time. Like, it was a, it was like a 6-5. Six, 6-5. Five. Six, five. we got to look up one. Hawks 60 time now It was real a 6-5, my first one. Yeah. Then I trained for it. And I got a 6.09. Oh, okay. Ooh, like you, might, you might have me. You know, you might and, have then me. I, and then I ran it again because thought maybe, you know, that was a, that was a hoax. You know? Yeah. It was a joke. And then I ran a, a 6.12. 
that's, that's, that's moving. Speed. Is that a flying 60 or is that <laughs> from a standing? I mean, that's a fast 60. Yeah. That's damn fast. So how do they measure it? Like on the base path or are you on a track? Um, yeah, we did. I did it on a track yeah. um, and did it indoors. All right, well, I don't wow. want no smoke. <laughs> we, can, we can say that. I don't want any smoke. I got a question. Who that's is amazing. the most famous person in your phone? On my phone. Yeah, who's the most famous person you have in your phone? Um. Well, maybe Tory Hunter. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty famous. Pretty famous. Joe is the most famous person I have on my phone. So it's not like. <laughs> so you win by yeah, a long you shot. It. I've no lost doubt. every time we've asked that question. <laughs> apparently. So how many hot dogs do you think you'd eat in 10 minutes? Are you a hot dog guy? Uh, actually, I just I take that back. Oh shit! That means oh, hang on. Here we go. Oh, that means like Denzel yeah. Washington. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Obama. <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> He's on the bottom. I take that back. I got I got Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Henderson. Oh, yeah. there you go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a baseball that card growing up. Yeah, yeah a special one. Yeah. Again, I lose. I even still lose. <laughs> I even still lose. What would you be doing right now if you weren't doing this interview? Like, what is? That's the biggest <laughs> difference for us because in pregame, we are so We know you'd rather do anything else. What would that like, anything else be? Exactly. We know you don't want to be here talking to us. So what are we taking you away from right now in your pregame? Um, probably eating. I'd probably be <laughs> eating right now, recovering, and uh, putting my feet up somewhere in my recliner. Not in my recliner chair, but a real nice leather chair uh, with a nice little uh, kickback to it. You know? Nice little kickback. Uh, <laughs> nice little recline. <laughs> what, is, what does your pregame meal look like? What's on your plate? Well, I, I, I've been very uh, uh, conscious of that now, making sure I get my greens, um, my, my vegetables, my carbs, and my proteins. I want to make sure I have carbs and proteins on there. You're like um, a real athlete. Yeah. I mean, my like, answer would have been like Burger King. <laughs> His answer would have been Mountain Dew and yeah, Burger King. Exactly. We're not going to hold you up too much. Yeah, well, hey, man. Mr. Really Davis, we have it. literally the best baseball player in NFL history. <laughs> That's right. We appreciate you joining us and so. giving us your time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, guys, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't really know what to expect when you start interviewing a bunch of baseball players. And uh, I'm, I'm not a giant baseball fan. I, I love the Indians. I love cheering for the team. But I didn't grow up playing baseball. I wasn't mm -hmm. a diehard or anything. But I had a lot of fun talking to those guys. They were really fun. They were really engaging. And I think once they realized we weren't going to start talking to them about RBIs and, and ERAs, uh, ERAs and, <laughs> and stuff and war, uh, we're right. not that smart, uh, they kind of opened up. And I, I thought – my favorite part of all the interviews was hearing Tito talk about his time with Michael Jordan. That was fascinating. I do, man. Tito came through with an incredible interview and some nuggets that we didn't expect. I had no idea about the MJ term, but that's like a huge thing. It I did surprise me how chill they are before games. I get they do 162 <laughs> of them a year, but like when we first started talking about doing this, as you guys know, I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm asking to interview anybody before a game because if somebody <laughs> ever asked to interview me, interview me before the game, even as not humble as I am, as Joe likes to say, <laughs> I would probably berate them right then. Yeah, like I'm not going to say the exact phrase I used, but. How, how about uh, Tito inviting us right into his office? Hey, come on in, guys. Yeah, Why don't you sit man. down and talk to me? Say, ask me whatever you want. This is cool. Can you imagine Hugh Jackson or uh, better yet, your good buddy Bill Belichick, right before the game, <laughs> right he's in the middle the of breaking down tendencies. Oh, hey, Andrew, why did you guys come in and interview me and ask me <laughs> anything you want? Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, what the heck? Go ahead. <laughs> he also had a Browns jersey hanging on he his wall. He had a Browns jersey office. on his office, man. And for a guy from Pittsburgh, you know that's totally uh, faking. No, that's not faking. <laughs> that means they've grown on him. He's a Western Pit for a Western Pennsylvania guy to hang up the Browns jersey. 
That's that's that that's legit. It's, it's not legit. It's totally phony. Okay. But well, anyways, let's do a Twitter poll. Yeah, let's do a Twitter poll. Uh, we love Tito. We love everybody. They were really nice and yeah, it was awesome. Actually, uh, it was kind of funny. I think uh, Andrew, you got a new fan. Do I? Which Rajay one? Davis like clung to you like that's my uh, guy, man. Like a super fan. It was pretty awesome. Me and man. Rajay, we talked for for quite a while, he, man. He kept coming back asking you more questions. He was really curious because he was one of those guys. I think in the back of his head, he was thinking. You know what? I wonder if I would have committed to football, could yeah, I have done it? That's probably you know he was, was asking all those questions about training and right. practice and stuff like that. He's like, wait a minute, I thought I probably wasn't big enough for football. And look at this dude; <laughs> he towers over you. Right? He's like, I'm faster than him. I'm I'm bigger than him. Why couldn't I play? This? Yeah, he was asking a lot about your speed, and yeah. I think he was definitely judging you. It's all right. Like, though. This he's, guy's fast. He's oh, made so much sure. more money than me. It's not. He shouldn't second guess himself at all. He's definitely made the right yeah. decision. Yeah, his life's way better than yours for not, sure. Not I would you. never trade lives with uh, him and you. I don't know what the Atama Atama Rajay podcast would do, but <laughs> trust me, he's made, definitely he's wouldn't made be the right as highly decision. rated. That's for sure. So by the time everyone hears this, the Cavs will be playing tonight. It'll be early Wednesday, and we'd be remiss if we didn't cover uh, some parts of the NBA Finals. Game one was a crazy moment in. Honestly, probably Cleveland sports history, because that's like one of those moments. And I, I, I don't want to foreshadow or predict anything, but I didn't sleep after game one. The way that the Cavs lost that game, I didn't sleep because of how the game ended from the mystery throw to uh, the J.R. Smith play, which I feel like uh, guys, were, we were probably being a little hard collectively, but that's sports, I guess. And it really did make me like look myself in the in the mirror because when I was playing, I would be like judging the same fans, and then I find myself being mm-hmm. that fan of, you know, overreacting to things. But that really was a crazy play. So two things. First of all, you're so invested in what's going on with the Cavs that you actually could not sleep after they lost Game One. <laughs> I don't know if I mean I love the Cavs, and I was really disappointed. But I still slept pretty good when I put my head on the pillow. No, I didn't. You're I, like an obsessed coach. I'm not really obsessed with like the Cavs per se, but sports in general. Yeah. Yes, that it like some things when like the the puzzle piece doesn't fit the way it should, it irks me. Like the Seahawks play back in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots, I didn't sleep literally for like two nights. I couldn't stop thinking about that. Mm. And I'm as you know, I'm not like a crazy football fanatic, but it was no. just. It made so little sense to me, and I felt like in that play, Pete Carroll probably interjected himself too much into the game, more than he should have, to try to, I don't know, it just didn't make sense. Like, why not just give the ball to Marshawn Lynch? And it it literally did not sit well with me for a couple of days, and I, I didn't have a dog in that fight either. So when you were playing back with your legendary career with the Patriots, yes, did you have those nights after games where you didn't sleep? Um. Like, let's say you, you dropped a big pass. Not that that would ever happen. But right. What, if we're ridiculous. just pretending, you know, we're, we're putting that on you. But yeah, uh, if you dropped a big pass at some point, would you have a hard time sleeping that night? Or yes. let's say you guys lost a game and you were involved. In it. You, I understand having a hard time sleeping, but didn't sleep at all. Did yeah, that no, ever happen I, I, could, I could walk you through, like, the, the ten worst plays of my career right now. Wow. Like, if we had the time. like I, But, I mean, does, do you 
physically you can't sleep after those games. Oh yeah, I never stop thinking. Like literally, I'm that much. I'm, maybe I'm an overthinker. Yeah. But I literally can't. Most games I couldn't sleep anyway because my adrenaline was so high. Yeah, that's the hard part. You know, but especially if I had a bad play, I literally couldn't stop thinking about it. Wow. It was the worst. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just love sleep too much. Yeah, you're a bear. So <laughs> I'm a bear. I, I would sleep through anything. These Cavs games are so late. As soon as it's over, my I hit the pillow and Seriously, I'm out. Seriously, <laughs> dude, the, the games start at nine o'clock at night and they're over by like midnight. Yeah. I mean, Joe, you have. I, I have so much hatred towards the West Coast because of how late these primetime, big-time games start. You know what I don't like? I don't like people writing checks that their ass can't cash. <laughs> and we that might we might need to change your name to that. Joe, checks that your ass can't cash, Thomas. <laughs> because right now the Cavs are down 0-2. You send a tweet out promising to buy everybody a signed Steph Curry jersey. Steph Curry jersey for every retweet. How many retweets? I believe you said a, a game-worn game -worn Steph Curry jersey. Which I'm so sure I'm, cheap. I'm glad you brought that up. I think uh, Demarius Randall is a new Cleveland Brown cornerback. He was talking trash about how the Warriors are going to beat the Cavs, so he tweeted out something along the lines of, if the Cavs win the series, I'll buy everyone a jersey. Uh -huh. And, of course, I had to go and insert myself into that conversation in order to get more followers yes. and retweets and likes. You are not like, opposed to horn yourself like out all, for followers. all good Thanks Tomahawk for giving, podcasters. <laughs> Thanks do. for giving the show a shout-out, too, while you're yeah, like you saying one of the biggest sports tweets of the year. Don't even mention... Well, I, I tried to insert it in there towards the end. But um, being down 0-2 right now, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous because I did say that if anybody retweets this, if any one, not anybody, any one retweets this <laughs> and the Cavs lose, I will buy any game-worn signed NBA jersey for that any one. Uh-huh. So and think? we're down 0-2 right now. So – I think the tweet is up to, I don't know, 300,000 retweets. So if you take a game-worn Steph Curry, just for example, let's say it's probably $5,000. Right? Uh -huh. A signed game-worn Steph Curry, probably yeah. $5,000. Times roughly 300,000. That's like $2 billion in <laughs> jerseys. Jump and, change. And, and I think somebody did the math. It was kind of funny, some sports business article. You'd have to take every NBA player's jersey that was worn for like the last two and a half years <laughs> and get all of those and get all of them signed and then somehow figure a way to individually ship those like Amazon to <laughs> 200 or 300,000 people at their locations. Can you imagine the undertaking? Even if you did have the three or four billion dollars that it would take to be able to buy that, Jeez. like the logistics, you'd have to start a logistics company like Amazon. You'd have to basically shut yeah. Amazon down for two weeks. That would and take, take over all their logistics just to be able to fulfill those orders. But honestly, that's only but the Cavs aren't going to lose, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's only one week of advertisements on the Tomahawk show. Uh, yeah, so, so that's no big the deal. The money's not the issue. Was that your your highest uh, retweeted tweet ever? It's got to be three hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, I've can had you remember few, anyone that were like? Honestly, I don't even remember. I think I got real excited, and I think I came to you like a little kid, you know, after <laughs> he got an A on his report card once, because you were kind of like my guiding hand with Twitter. After I got like a ten thousand retweet tweet yeah i was really excited about that but honestly i can't think of anything that yeah, would have been more me. than three hundred thousand. my biggest tweet was one hundred and thirty seven thousand. what was it uh, i can't remember oh great right. great story <laughs> sounds great <laughs> great story it was such a great tweet you don't remember but no, honestly I, I think you were telling me that that tweet by demarius randall had like a, a million yeah it's like million. Yeah. it was like one of the most retweeted tweet ever i think it, when I checked, it was the seventh, but I think it was right behind like the two, so I think it might have passed him. But it was like the seventh retweet. 
the seventh most retweeted tweet in Twitter history. I'm not gonna lie, I was one of the people that retweeted, and the most <laughs> by an athlete. <laughs> but 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 in, I'm trying to get into the mind of the other people that retweeted. They all Do wanted they the jersey. Actually, think that he's going to be able to get a million jerseys no. and send them to a million different people? Well, I think, I or think are they just doing it because it's fun? I mean, he, he might as well have said, if the Cavs win, I'm going to give you all a million dollars. And people like retweet, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to do that. I can't see how he doesn't. Here's why his tweet was better than yours. No offense. <laughs> because he sent it out into the, the Internet world. Like, just, uh, like, ha, ha, I'll buy anybody who buys. Yeah, he was more serious Cavs. about it. Because he was like, and if it was like, 30 people would have retweeted it, he, he probably, probably would have bought it, it because yeah. he was just trying to troll them. Yeah. Not like in a bad way. He probably he genuinely thought yeah. that he would be able to buy them. And I think when you do that, the internet kind of it takes gets over. involved because they're like, yeah. okay, you want to do that? We'll do this. Now, you yeah. did yours knowing that you weren't going to buy anybody a jersey, <laughs> and you strictly came for the retweets. Uh, absolutely. Where he genuinely uh, was like trying to talk mess, yeah. and this happened. Yeah. It's like my school, University of Toledo, sent out a tweet that if this tweet – gets 500,000 retweets, they were going to change the school's mascot to Shrek. This was a couple months ago. Within like three hours, it was up to like 120,000 re- retweets. They quickly deleted it because yeah. the internet likes to make people yeah. eat crow, basically. Oh, yeah. And yeah, no. Put your money where your mouth is. I think that's awesome. We're going to have Demarius. He's reached out to us. His people have reached out to us. Yes. We're going to get him on here. I know the Cavs are going to win tonight. And so it's going to be two to one, and we're going to be really excited. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the exact timing of the schedule getting Demarius on, but I'm really looking forward to getting him on the Tomahawk show, talking the trash that we need to talk, yes. and getting to the bottom of this jersey controversy. Who is going to buy my jersey? That's what I want to know. Yeah, we got $4 billion that's going to go into the marketplace and boost yeah. the economy. So everybody, <laughs> all of our listeners across the world, which I think is up to about $4 billion, they should be excited about it. Can you imagine what that's going to do to the GDP in oh, the country? Man. It's going to be amazing. Thank you to you and Demarius Randall for yeah. Well, the let's talk more back. Cavs. J.R. Right. Smith, the <laughs> blunder heard round the world. I heard that Ernest Biner called and thanked him because now people are going to forget about the fumble oh, based wow. on what he did in that game. <laughs> and I know Andrew, you and I have talked a little bit about this. Yeah. Give me your take on on the J.R. Smith play. You know, it's just, I mean, let's. About the J.R. Smith play. Now, this, the play was bad because either he didn't know the score or maybe he wasn't used to getting a rebound. He started running to the other side of the court. But the LeBron reaction is what hurt my heart because if and, and anybody listening understands, LeBron played out of his mind. 51 like, points. It was one of those games where over the last year people have like debated, like, okay, LeBron is the greatest, but Steph Curry's pretty good too. Or Kate, Kevin Durant is like, he's up there. He's an MVP. After that game, like when you're watching that game, you could see the gap between him and the other guys. It looked like two little brothers trying to gang up and finally take down Big Bro. (laughs) And LeBron was far and away Big Bro. So to score 51 points and lose like that when you got a timeout, to be honest, I'm more I'm upset, more upset with Tyrone Lou for not calling a timeout. No, you're wrong. (laughs) Story of my life here. You're wrong. I'll tell you why. I mean, he he knew. I mean, he should have known. Listen. How is Tyron Lue supposed to know that one of his best players doesn't know that they don't have the lead? When he, he doesn't know that. away from the hoop. Well, he thought maybe he was dribbling away to get a good shot from the elbow or to get, to get the defense and then dish with it. With four so seconds left, is it not? It's not a good play. It should have been before that. Like, hey, I'm telling you why. If we get offensive rebound, if we miss this offensive rebound, 
We need to. We have a timeout. Yeah, but call the you, timeout. He got an offensive rebound in the paint. That's an easy putback for two points. Probably a foul. If not a foul, he's probably going to make that putback. So I think from a coaching standpoint, it makes total sense to me to not call a timeout. No. Now, if the ball would have bounced, you're like, wrong. To mid court, and they grabbed the rebound. But LeBron tried to call a timeout when stuff when stuff hit the fan. LeBron had the sense of mind to try to at least call right, a timeout before. Right, but it was too a late. coach should have that. That should have triggered for Tyrone Lue earlier than that. So there might have been two seconds left, two and a half seconds, whatever, which we've seen LeBron do this year. He can win it in two and a half seconds or yeah. at least give you a shot at it. Well, he got uh, JR got the rebound with four seconds, and there just wasn't enough time by the time he got the rebound, started dribbling Tyrone Lue to see what was going on and then realize, oh, my gosh, J.R. Smith doesn't know that it's tied and then somehow run to the official and call timeout. There just wasn't enough time for that. So I, I can't give any – Blame to Tyron Lue for who are you giving the blame happened? to? Percentages. Tyron so, Lue. How many does he get? I'm gonna say zero percent. Zero percent to Tyron Lue. How many does Jr. get? A hundred percent. How many? Does, how much is George Hill, an eighty percent free throw shooter, veteran in the league? How much does he get? Okay, so if he's included in the equation, I'm gonna <laughs> say Jr. is ninety percent, and then George Hill ten percent for missing the free throw. Ten percent. But if he makes a free throw, let me just finish here. All right, no, NFT. Stop trying to cut in on my points. <laughs> if he makes a free throw, now there's four plus seconds left, and the Warriors, who are pretty good at shooting, have a lot of time to get the ball in their shooters' hands and take a shot to win the game. Maybe get a foul. So I think honestly, the best case scenario is what exactly happened. Cavs get the rebound, tie game, have a chance for either a putback, or if they would have talked about hey mm -hmm. if we get this rebound we're gonna call timeout set up a play get lebron the ball get whoever the ball LeBron. so all right i'm gonna go back now i'm okay. gonna give tyron lou 10 percent okay i <laughs> love George it Hill 10 percent tomahawk math right. and, and jr 80 percent because tyron should have prepared those guys hey if we get the rebound and you don't have an easy put back let's call timeout that was or the exact he point that I made all right then you're right ago. hey sorry andrew you're right <laughs> So that's that. Not that he didn't call the timeout, but that he didn't have the team prepared yeah. for that situation. If this is what happens, this is what I want you guys to do and practice it over and over again. Yeah, I'm gonna go 45 Jr. Less I'm gonna go 50? 32 George Hill, and I'm gonna go 10 percent Tyrone Lou, and then I'm gonna go 13 percent the referees. I thought you were gonna say RG three. And, no, you're right. I did. And the other 90% RG3. <laughs> Kevin Love and RG3 get the majority of the blame. So my issue, too, with JR in that game was not only did he make that boneheaded play at the end of the game, but if you guys remember at the end of the first half, he went for this impossible steal of Steph Curry at half court <laughs> at the end of regulation. And Steph Curry easily caught the pass and then drained a three because he was wide open. That was just another really poor decision on JR's part. And when I think about what happened at the end of the game, not knowing what the score is and what the situation was, that would be like your good buddy, Andrew, Tom Brady, going down the field. Oh, my quarterback. And it's fourth down. And in, instead of running the field goal team on when you're down by two, taking a knee and, it up. and expiring Hurries the it clock, and, and spikes hurry it. up and spiking it on fourth down <laughs> instead of running the field goal team on. That was that categorically awful of a decision yeah. to not know what the score is in the NBA Finals in a game that you have to win because it's your opportunity to steal one game from the Warriors up front before 
you come back to Cleveland now down 0-2. I do have some empathy for him. Playing with the best player ever to pick up a basketball. Well, can you imagine how bad he feels? He, oh. that he, there's not a time that he's never going to think about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can just put myself in his shoes, but you're right. I mean, it's he, he might have been the only guy who didn't know the score was tied in the arena. So and, when Joe said 100% to J.R. Smith, mm-hmm. it made me think J.R. Smith was a bad neighbor. Joe mentioned on last week's show, and it went under the radar. We did not follow up on this. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought this up. He was neighbors with J.R. Smith, or is. I don't know if is or was, but you mentioned that you live next door to yeah. him. He better hope was, because yeah. he's going to get a knock at the door. Yeah, he's going to be peeing on my lawn in the middle yeah. of the night. Joe went out and TP'd his house after game one. <laughs> no, no. I, I don't feel bad. Either, I mean, they're human just like us, and I think as professional athletes, we have that empathy. It's like the time you gave up that sack human. against uh, the Steelers. Happened. The last play of the game. <laughs> yeah. Where if we would have just got the first down, yep. but you let your guy rush That's right. right by you. You know what the funny thing is? On the last episode, I did say that J.R. Smith was the second best player in the Cavs. <laughs> and I did. might have to revisit that after the last couple of games. We'll, 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 we'll wait a couple of the home games for you to rank them because we're going to let J.R. Smith bring it back to us. Look, that does it for this episode of the Tomahawk. As always, we appreciate you coming. We have to send a special shout-out to the Cleveland Indians for hosting us. Listen, if you guys are, if you've already rated us five stars, which you know you have, and you've already subscribed, which is a guarantee, we also need you to go to Indians.com slash vote. Make sure you vote for your favorite Indians players for the All-Star. We got to get Cleveland at the All-Star game, and we need the fans at home to help us do that. So make sure you go again to Indians.com slash vote and vote for your favorite Indians All-Star player. Joe Hawk yourself. Like always. Are you recording? Oh, maybe. Well, I can honestly say this is the first time I've watched the beginning of batting practice in my life. What have you guys learned so far? Um, they're a lot more athletic than I thought they were, which is not a knock to baseball players, but they wear baggy uniforms, so you can't tell how, like, Jack they are. They actually hit the weight room pretty heavy. Like, Lindor looks like he could play safety in the NFL. Yeah, I, I guess they are much more jacked than I expected. You know, all the way through, like, the forearms and the arms. And, you know, I guess if you're going to hit a baseball over the fence, you got to have a you bunch of muscle. You always take it to the next level, like when your description of, of guys. You know, I'm a, a little homoerotic <laughs> occasionally. You, like go, you go heavy. Like you go, you get really descriptive. You know, I'm not afraid of it. I'm, I'm uh, very comfortable with the human form. Okay. You know, I went over to Italy a few years ago with my uh, beautiful bride. I respect We're in it. Florence. Yeah. We, we enjoyed the David. All and, right. uh, you know, I, I, I think after that moment, I could appreciate the human form in uh, whatever gender. So I'm standing, there, I'm standing there on the first pitch, and it looked like it was going to hit my toes. I looked at the pitching coach, and I said, is that a strike? <laughs> and he didn't even answer because he, that was the dumbest question he's ever heard in his it was life. Right well, down the middle. Right down the middle. Strike. But literally, it looked like it, it could have hit my foot. Yeah, that's what happens when you're 6'7". Yeah. Let's talk about my field work, though. You got I, up under one. I will have to say, Hawk was pretty impressive in the field. Thank you. He got under a little, showed a little pop fly to third base. I wish I had that on video for my kids to see one day. That I, was um, amazing. I had zero errors. Your, your fielding ability was uh, much better than anticipated. Nice. I, I, I would say the same thing about your hitting, Joe. No, thank you. I don't know if it's because we have such low expectations of each other or because we're actually good. <laughs> it doesn't quite true. matter. 
I, I think the best thing that you did was you found that massive pop fly that I had. It yeah. actually was in the parking I lot. I jumped over the fence. Somehow you were that. able to get over into the parking lot and get under <laughs> it. But you tracked it really nicely. I was impressed. Thank you, thank you. So at some point we need to hit the ice tub or we're going to yeah. be in a wheelchair tomorrow. Or at least the, the clubhouse. <laughs> we'll watch some TV or something. All right, joining us now we have the best hitting coach in professional sports history. Our guy Joe Thomas went up there, took some cuts. The fact that he's scared of the baseball, is that, does that hurt his chance of becoming a great hitter? Um, yeah, that's kind of hard to overcome. Is, yeah. that, is, that a, is that a fact? Even in batting practice, he was afraid yeah, of it? He, he was a lot less scared of defensive ends than baseball. He's, uh, I, don't, I hate to break it to our, our listeners. He was he was uh, a little scared. That now. thing's cold and heartless, man. It'll take you on in a second. Yeah, that's true. There you go. You can't and, block that. Yeah, and you can't hit it back. Yeah, that's right. What I want to know is how does Joe compare to the other celebrities that have done BP? Um, you know, it's kind of a wide range. Uh, some of them are okay, and um, some of them Joe's way better. We'd signed Joe before a lot of them. So. <laughs> Who was the worst that you can remember? We had a couple couple guys from the hockey team that their swings are kind of grooved for hockey, and yeah. they, they had a hard time. Uh, I can and, see that. And I was throwing batting practice that day, so and I was trying to hit their bat, and I, it put me in a funk for about a week just trying to hit their bat. Oh, Did man. anybody from the Cavs ever come hit while you were here? Basketball players? Did LeBron come? I know what you're getting at. Let's get to it. Okay, let's just cut to the chair. Uh, <laughs> how, how good is LeBron? I, baseball's not his game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you're very kind. <laughs> Frank, right. Francona said the same thing about MJ. Yeah, so good thing MJ and LeBron are the best basketball players ever. Because they suck at baseball. <laughs> Who was the best celebrity, though? We heard Stipe hit one uh, onto the Stipe, home run porch. Stipe's strong. Yeah, he did hit a home run. Um... He actually, I think he played probably a little further than you did, Joe, maybe high school and yeah. uh, had a little more experience. But, you know, it's it was more strength than, than technique. But, <laughs> but he, de he definitely did hit the ball hard for a celebrity. Um, Kevin Costner had a decent swing. Really? Yeah, wow. huh. yeah, he swung the bat okay. The head coach of the Browns. Star of the movie <laughs> draft day. Yeah. Um, Larry the Cable Guy saw him when I was with Seattle. He was he was a little rough around. <laughs> <here. Seattle. laughs> yeah. I can see Larry the Cable Guy being bad. So on a scale from one to ten, I want you to rate Joe. Give it to him honest too. This is the Tomahawk Show. We don't, as a celebrity or as a yeah, we'll go celebrity first. Okay, as a celebrity, I'm giving him a five. Okay, okay. I'm happy with average. A five the story as a celebrity career. is terrible. <laughs> Can I just put that out there? Let's just cut. A five is a celebrity. Hey, man, that's very average. That's all I want to be in that's life is average. That's a 50%. That's a fail. All right, as a, hey, as a batter, 50%, period. You're, you're in the Hall of Fame. Well, as a hitter, period, yeah. He's, as a five, he has to be he's, zero points. He's, right? yeah. he's going to have some work all to right, do. No to... more questions from you. <laughs> okay. The last question that will let you go to your meeting. If you had to compare me to a current all-star with my batting technique, who would it be? Definitely Aaron Judge, because you're as big as he oh, is. Uh, thank you, and that's, that's the end of the interview. Both yeah. But the size, the size is where it ends. You're closer, to, you're closer to Judge Judy, if you ask me. Joe, you bounced it. Bounced it. Hey, our radar gun was at 75 for you, Joe. I thought it would have been 175. <laughs> the way I tipped back there, yeah, right. Uh, 75. <laughs> I think I hurt my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Threw from the stretch. What? Oh, I thought somebody said Joe. Oh, yeah. Wrong Joe. Hey, take care. Thank you. That was fun. Look at that chemistry. Look at that tomahawk chemistry. Was it good timing? No, 
You guys should go into synchronized Oh my gosh, that is really good. We are awesome. We are awesome. <laughs> oh wow. We're so in sync. We finished each, each other's sandwiches. Sandwiches! He said it! Can yes. you say Joe Hawk yourself? God, Joe. Yeah.